Hey guys, I want to talk to you about debt. Is it going to be something that builds? Is it going to be a life-giving interaction in some big or small way? Or are they just going to be an accessory or even an obstacle? Get yourself uncomfortable. Take, do something that makes you not want to be there. Dude, I, I can't even imagine thinking the way that I used to think. So we were living parts of our vision and we wanted more of it. See, I think debt is another form of a golden handcuff. And I really think that it's holding us back from the kind of life that we could aspire to, like a, a really great life. Um, I, I think it's limiting us from doing something more than what we're currently capable of. And if that's really true, if, if my belief there is true, th then you'd see more more of that widespread belief and more people would be really chasing off chasing paying off debt and and there is there is a good amount of that i mean you see see people like dave ramsey they basically make their career about telling people get out of debt and it seems like such a simple solution but either people have a lot of debt now or had a lot of debt in the past, and they know that that's a lot easier said than done to just get out of debt. So there, there's got to be more to it. And and I've got four reasons here that I think that people use as excuses, or maybe they're just golden handcuffs, or we're blind to these reasons about why we're not going ahead and paying off these debts. So the first reason I would say is a lack of awareness. And I'm not saying that that's a lack of awareness about having debt. I mean, gosh, I really hope you do know that you have debt if you do have debt. And I'm also really not saying that it's quite as much of an awareness of the size of the debt that they have. Um, I, especially for people who are probably listening to this who are trying to learn more about their lives and maybe follow my journey here. I think in this case, this lack of awareness that I'm talking about is more uh, along the lines of how much that debt that you have is costing you. So I'm going to try to walk through an example here. And these these debts I'm about to list out are some debts that I've had in the past. They're not They're not debts that I've had all at once a good number of them i have um but they they're they're real debts so i know that i got into these and there's got to be other people maybe you that have similar debts too so so here they are a car car number one has a balance of thirty eight thousand dollars and a payment of 765 dollars a month 6.75% interest in a seven-year term. Car number two has a balance of $19,000, a $420 a month payment at 5.2% interest in a five-year term. Have a hardware store credit card as a $2,300 balance with a $120 payment, 0% interest and a two-year term in order to get that 0% interest course it's one of those special incentives that they give you once you spend money in their store a house $128,000 balance $850 a month payment four and a half percent 
interest on a 30-year term. Student loans. Student loan number one, $119,000 balance, $849 a month payment, 5.84% interest, and a 20-year term. And student loan number two, $32,000 balance, and $480 a month payment, 6.2% interest in a 10-year term. So, I guess a quick note about that. Some people may see that and be like, oh my gosh, the dude doesn't have any debt. Like, um, my debt is so much worse than that. Like, okay, I get it. But stay with me and you'll, you'll hear what I'm about to say. Some of you may say, like, that's so unreal, I can't even connect with fathoming that amount of debt. Like I said, I didn't have all these at one time. I did have probably a good four or five of them at one time. Um, but over time, I paid them off. And I'm, I'm actually down to the point where I really only have one of the student loans in our house. We've, we've really knocked this back. And um, I've, I've also, I didn't have any credit card debt in there. I know the average person has a credit card balance. Um, the longest I've ever carried a balance was three days. So I've, air quotes, always paid my account in full, just with the exception of that one time. Um, so where I'm going with this here is that we really have to break our debts down to the roots as much as possible to really understand how they're impacting us to to get over that awareness hump and, and become aware of what our debts are. And the way I really find like it hit me in the face when I realized this, I broke it down to a cost per day. And when I did that, it really put it in perspective of what that cost was. So so with those debts that I listed out, that total balance was $338,300. With a total payment of $3,484 a month, a weighted average interest rate of 5.39%, and a weighted average term of 20.4 years. That's weighted based on the dollars. Um, so that it just sounds like a bunch of numbers when you look at it that way. So let's break this down into the cost per day. And there's two numbers I want to look at with this cost per day. And you've got to kind of do a little bit of calculation, but it's simple math. So if you're following along, feel free to pause this and rewind and whatnot as I as I go through this. But I'm just going to do a quick, easy walkthrough. So the, the first number I want you to calculate is the total payments per day. So for each debt that you have, take the monthly payment multiplied by 12 and divide by 365 to get your number of payments per day. And add those numbers up and get your total. The second number that I want you to do is I want you to calculate your interest per day. So for each debt, again, Take your interest rate multiplied by the balance and divide that by 365. And add up the totals for each one of those debts as well. So for those debts in that example, that that 
eighty, yeah, three thousand four hundred eighty dollars a month. That came down to one hundred fourteen dollars and fifty four cents per day in payments, and the interest in that was forty nine ninety nine per day, fifty dollars a day in interest, almost fifty percent of that payment was interest every single day and and that's why I mean when I did that the first time with my debts it it smacked me in the face because I I didn't really know that that it was costing me that much per day it didn't matter what I did I was having to pay that much every single day I could sleep all day and I still had to pay $114.54 a day I could go and make a lot of money. I'd still make. I'd still have to pay $114.54 every single day. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about awareness. What what is that really costing you? Every single day, what what are you what's your cost per day of your debt? The reason number 2 I would say is a lack of motivation. So even even if you go through that exercise of becoming aware of your debts and like cost per day or maybe some other metric to understand where your debts are at, even if you're aware of it, you may not still be motivated to pay off your debts. And why in the world would somebody not be motivated to pay off their debts if they see numbers like that? And... I have a couple of philosophies on that. One, I think that sometimes their personal debts, the numbers may be so small that extra effort to pay them off doesn't really seem necessary. Maybe maybe that debt number works out to be it's $10 a day. You, know, you have 300 bucks a month in debt and you're making 10 grand a month. You don't blink an eye at $10 a day in debt. So that that may be one reason. No no motivation. And on the other hand, maybe the numbers are so big that the pain to overcome paying them off appears to be greater than the relief of not having that debt to begin with. And and neither case is easy to to really spark up that motivation because it's that's an emotional game. Uh, that's coming back to Dave Ramsey. That's one of the reasons he does the debt snowball. The way he does with smallest debts to largest debts pay off, paying off in that order is strictly because of that emotional component. It's not a numbers game, he says. It's an emotional game. Because if it was a numbers game, you wouldn't have gotten to debt to begin with. But the emotional component of it gets in the way, and we got that's the part we got to come over. I, I kind of do my own little take on the debt snowball just a little bit because I think it's just a hair more efficient um, but I won't really go into that now um, but but if you're if you're trying to find that motivation and you start maybe doing that debt snowball and trying to get over that emotional component there's there's more than just waiting to pay off the debts there's things you can do right away to really start with a bigger snowball um, and one of the easiest ways that people often overlook is to get rid of the assets that have the debt tied to them uh, maybe you can downsize your car to an amount that you can pay cash for and then you get rid of the payments or 
sell your house and rent something cheaper. If you have extra stuff around that you don't need, sell that. Put the put the proceeds towards the loans. That 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 stuff can really jumpstart how it is. And maybe you got enough stuff sitting around that that just wipes out your debt, and then you're good to go. Stockpile some cash with the extra personal cash flow you have for a while. One one problem you may run into is assets that you well one either still need can't really downsize or two ones that you don't have an asset tied to such as credit cards student loans etc and student loans are probably the worst one for this because not only are they not tied to an asset okay yeah your your education was good and it it brought you value but you cannot sell something and get rid of what you learned that's what I mean by it's not tied to an asset. The other side of it, too, especially for federal student loans, I'm not really sure on the private student loan realm, you can't be absolved of them through bankruptcy. So, so the best thing you can do is to avoid those to begin with. But if you have them, try to get a lower interest rate, try to refinance them. Um, but if you're if you're going to do any kind of consolidation with that refinance, make sure, make absolutely sure that you are going to be getting that lower interest rate because if if you're not, it may actually be to your benefit to not consolidate them because then you can s snowball the individual loans because because when they're all in one student loan you're paying down the balance, but your payment isn't changing. Whereas if you have them all as smaller chunks of your total loan amount, then each time you pay off the total balance of a loan, now you have that much extra cash flow to put towards the next loan. So you may be able to pay it off faster and actually reduce your interest in the long term, even though your average interest rate is higher than a refinance. So just... Be careful with that. Now, if you ever have a question with that and want some help trying to calculate that, feel free to reach out. I'd love to help walk you through that. All right. That was so. So that was reason number two: lack of motivation. Get over the emotional component and get something going. Reason number three: I would say that people focus on the numbers too much. You know, if if we if we become aware of what we have and we start chunking away at that emotional thing, they they still say, well, I can get a better return. They're saying, well, I, why would I pay off a 4% interest loan when I can get 7% return on the stock market? It's like, you're right. And at the end of it, you'd have an asset. And on paper, you are 100% correct that that is the way to go and I, I just want to make a point here real quick I'm not trying to argue the difference in good debt versus bad debt there there's a time and a place for debt but there's always a cost and there's a lot of times hidden costs that we don't see I'm not and I'm not just talking like financial costs there's emotional stress relational spiritual challenges that go along with this as well those are those are extra opportunity costs that really play into this debt. So 
when when I am talking about the the this exact situation here, bear with me as I stutter through this for a minute. When when I got my education, it I I had one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt, and that came with a payment of about eight hundred fifty dollars a month. Uh, that was what I was talked about in that example earlier. My increase in income is was about thirty thousand dollars a year after that. So I, I was making like sixteen hundred dollars more per month, and only having to make a payment of eight hundred fifty dollars a month. So I had a net increase of seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and that, most people think that's pretty good. It's almost like free money. But where where I'm going with that is that that had hidden costs that I didn't see at the time. And yes, there's a whole lot of hidden benefits as well, but I have a specific hidden cost. Even though I was making good money, making making on that extra 30 grand a year and banking on 750 of it a month, I I was missing out on opportunities. I, I had an opportunity to buy a business. It was staring me straight in the face that, hey, this is a great deal. Buy, buy, buy. And when when I went to get the financing from the bank for that, then the bank said, whoa, wait a minute. You have a lot of personal debt. We don't think that this is going to work out. That doesn't fit our ratios of what we're going to look for. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to give you this loan. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh, these numbers make sense. Well, I mean, there was a lot of other things they did kind of stress in, stress in the situation and all, but it came, it all came back to that my debt was too high for what they were comfortable with. So because I had that debt, it actually made me miss out on an opportunity to make even more income. So that's, that's one of the hidden costs of it, that the numbers in themselves, but when you focus on the numbers and say, yeah, I'm making 7% versus a loan that pays four per, that costs 4%, why would I pay that off? Well, because you may be missing out on something that's going to make you 14%. Or or more. If you start talking about deals like that, you're making 20, 30, 50 percent returns. That you miss out on deals like that, you are that four percent is now costing you 40 percent. It's not the same type of cost. It's that opportunity cost. So don't focus on the numbers too much. So lack of awareness, motivation. Focusing on the numbers, those first three reasons. Reason number four is a lack of extra income. Sometimes we can't really get around the fact of the income level that we have at the moment. And that's a big, big obstacle to, to really overcome. But, but hope is not lost, and especially in America here. We have ample opportunity to make income beyond your wildest dreams. So if you if you take a look at your income and your expenses and you have three dollars a month in extra income after you've paid off all those expenses then you gotta gotta see where you can start cutting out um 
that's that's the first step get go to that debt snowball and see see what you're gonna be knocking out first try to free up some extra cash and and that will give you really some breathing room but what what that really comes down to with this lack of extra income because uh, if you have only three dollars a month in extra income you're that three dollars is not going to be a very good snowball on your accelerating your debt payoff you you have to go make more money at that point so i'm not going to go into the all the different ways to to do that because google can provide you with a pretty easy list of different things that you can do deliver pizzas work extra shifts whatever but what i a couple things i do want to say first don't just go start up a business or take on any projects that aren't going to make you money right away I I mean like tomorrow, next week, next week you're getting another paycheck. If you go start delivering pizzas, you're going to be getting a paycheck next week or the week after. It's going to be income this month. If you're starting up a new side hustle, how do you know when you're going to get paid? You don't. So, so yes, there are examples of side hustles that will do that. So if you have one that will pay you right away, then great. That's fine. That's an acceptable way. But if you don't, don't be venturing into something with unknown cash flows. And when you when you do get your debts paid off and your income up and you have that breathing room to be able to take on that side hustle, if that's really something you want to do, then by all means do it. But you, you've got to get yourself some breathing room first. And my, when my wife and I were doing this, when we first looked at this, we were only making, only making, we were making $390 less per month than our bare minimum expenses. And that's a little scary. We were losing $390 a month. And and it's kind of disheartening in addition to scary because you got two college-educated adults, both with master's degrees, and we're losing money every month. Like, how how did that come to be so the so the second point of this is to take take action like massive massive action oh my gosh you can't not take enough action at that point when you're losing money every month you have to go take action and get rid of debts make an extra income but get your get your cash your personal monthly cash flow to above zero and just keep piling that into your debt until you get it paid off. And and once we did that, we we were able to really take a breath and start working on some of our passion projects and where we really wanted to go. We're not we're not out of debt. Yeah, like I said earlier, we still have a house and student loans, but we're now significantly cutting into that. We're cutting it down quite a little bit. So those are those are my four reasons one lack of awareness two lack of motivation three focusing on the numbers and four lack of extra income and you know, if you've listened to it all by this point and you're like yeah I really don't care about debt well I, I know a lot of people are really torn on this exact subject that they don't want to even face the debt is that a golden handcuff for you? Are you 
holding back from being able to go live your fullest potential because of debt. And if you're not sure, or you think, no, I'm not, I want to challenge you with this. If you think that debt is not a problem in your life, then try living without it. Get out of debt and try living without it for a little while. If you go through that process and get out of debt and you have that life to compare and you say, no, life was better when I had debt, you can go get back into debt. That's a snap of a finger. So you can get back into debt. All I want to do is challenge you to try living without debt. I was debt-free for a while, and it was much simpler. Life was much simpler. I made the mistake of going back into debt, thought that was going to be the right path, and I've decided that it wasn't. And it's mostly because of consumer-type debt, liability-based debt on student loans, house, those kind of things. So that's my challenge to you. Really consider your debt. Think about what's holding you back in your life, and if you're thinking it's not an issue, then just try it and prove me wrong. I'd love to hear hear that you think life is better with debt. So, that's all. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to see more, go to goldenhandcuffsguy.com, where you have access to my blog, podcasts, and a bunch of other information to help you remove your golden handcuffs.